We're starting a series on um, the book of Ephesians today, and I gotta be honest, this thing is a beast, this book, and, and more, maybe even more poignant is this first chapter is just enormous. Um, Versus, it's got all this really elevated language in it. The verse 3 through 14 is one sentence. Some people think Paul had horrible grammar. Other people think he's just trying to launch this letter in the most kind of meaningful and... Um, kind of inspiring language that he possibly can muster up. Maybe he's just preaching as he writes, you know, just like run-on sentence after run-on sentence after run-on sentence. Um, so we're going to get to that in a minute. I'm a little nervous, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Before we do that, I want us to um, think about um, Mountainside for a minute. Because it's super easy to read a book like this and think like, oh, we've, we've got to be that. We've got to do that. All this wild language that I'm about to read to you. But I think what's going on is Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus and, churches, and to us, and to any other church that reads this letter, all this stuff I'm proclaiming to you, it's in there. It's in the actual you. It's in the actual body that I've brought together. Um, be encouraged. Be encouraged. I think we're going to work with the phrase when we think about Ephesians, what does it look like for Mountainside to receive the inheritance that God has for us? An inheritance that's among us and that God wants to bring to um, fullness in us. And so we'll end up talking about power, we'll end up talking about love, we'll end up talking about marriage and households and socioeconomics and all sorts of different things, ethno-racial realities, we're going to talk about all of that um, in this series, and we're going to kind of frame it as, what does it mean to receive the inheritance that, that God has for us? I did a little data and research on Mountainside, I rarely do that, as, as most of you know, um, but I, it was interesting to me. I wanted to like really get at, like, what are we? What is this thing called Mountainside? Um, let's do... Uh, how much time do we have? Not much time, so we can't do a guessing game. Maybe 135 adults, roughly, maybe a little bit less, that would, like, say, this is, this is church. Um, 75 kids, ages 0 to 18... Not surprising, but still kind of a striking number. Tiff needs a raise, right? <laughs> Big time. Um, um, obviously, we worship in Monrovia. About 50% of those people live in Monrovia. So, good chunk of us live in Pasadena and kind of the west, west of Pasadena, Whittier area, um, Dewardy, Azusa. About half and half. This one really struck me. 88 adults of those 130-ish 
work in helping professions, whether it be the medical field or education or social work, um, nonprofit ministry, psychology. Um, Robert Romero, uh, oh, seven to eight households of those households have adoption in their story, um, foster care adoption in their story. Um, there might be more than that that I'm just unaware of. Those are the ones I'm aware of. Uh, Robert Romero, who's a board member of the IRC, said, Mountainside is the church of Smyrna. Have I told you that before? And I'm like, what the does that mean? I have to read my Bibles more. Um, and he said, in Revelation, it's the, it's the church that's, that's poor, small, but has a big heart. Um, and I think, of, I think of some of those realities that I just mentioned. I thought, oh man, Robert, that's a good word from a, from a friend. Um, we got communion gatherings that meet here in Monrovia, but we've got Dewarty and, um, again, Pasadena area, um, down in the Whittier area. Compassionate Action Ministry is vibrant. Um, the Immigration Resource Center has come out of us. This homeless prevention work that we've been called into is starting. Um, we worship every week. We come and we, and we gather and we do our best to bring all that we are to this table. Um, we have groups, prayer groups. Um, great starfish camp that, that happened, that just happened. Um, um, and we've learned some stuff over the last years that I, that I was thinking about as I tried to describe who we are. Um, yesterday I was at Scott and Heidi's house, and it was, it was so good to say goodbye, and it was so like, ugh, we've learned how to say goodbye over the last few years as people move, and it's painful, and... We've learned about this building. We've, 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 we've learned in our learning about what it means to be a community with these demands from work and raising kids and stewarding a building. I think we're still figuring out what does it mean to be community when we have all these responsibilities um, in, our, in our laps. Um, we're exploring the beauty, the gospel beauty of intercultural life. We're exploring um, what it means to repent and, and be called out of kind of a grip of whiteness um, in our body. Um, that's something that's on our hearts and minds. Um, and that's just us, right? There's all like the personal household stuff and family stuff that we bring into this. Um, our hopes, our longings, um, our pains, our, our joys. I think we're learning how to have more and more fun. Like, the, the kids are helping us with that. The Starfish Camp is great. Our Rupert and Gus and Joe are really helpful in just helping us relax a little bit. Um, and with all that great work I just mentioned, we can be very serious, you know? And, and it's good to just have fun. So thank you. Um, so I want to read Ephesians now. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, guys. This, I have 15 minutes. This, anyways, let's do it. Let's try our best here. Um, and I want you to think about us, all right? Um, all that stuff. 
as you hear this elevated language, okay? Let me give you a couple images to, to hold in your mind. I'm working hard here today. Um, when you think about inheritance, think about it in a big way. What do you inherit from others? Um, think about all sorts of things. Rumor has it you inherit your hairline from your mom's side. I am living proof that that is not true. Um, but what do you inherit from your, from your, your parents? What do you inherit um, from your, your families? Um, if you go to the Redwoods, um, they'll, they'll show you all these amazing trees, right? And they'll tell you that there's one that's the biggest. 379 feet, I think. What's it called? It's called like, I have this written down, Hyperion. But they won't tell you where it is. And they won't tell you where a couple of the other tall ones are for fear of vandalism. That's got to have something to do with the word holy. Set apart. Mysterious. Hold that image when you hear that word holy when we read this in a minute. Um, when I first met Ari, her grandpa, Tony, took me in his backyard and he showed me his fruit trees. And he had done this strange thing that I had never seen before where he had like all sorts of fruit um, growing off one tree. So apples and oranges and peaches are all like coming out of the same tree. And I thought... This is so strange. Um, hear that image of grafting, joining um, at points when we read here in a minute. Um, would this reality have been nice on Friday? Just a little breeze coming through the window. <laughs> Just a little. Um, and then that, too. I, I know, we're, it's just a monster passage, I'm telling you right now. All right, you ready? Here we go. And where we're going to land in 10 minutes is... This is crazy. I don't know where we're going to land in 10 minutes. All right, here we go. Think of mountainside. Think of us. These words, Paul reads them to us. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by God's will, to the holy and faithful people in Christ Jesus in Ephesus, in the San Gabriel Valley, Monrovia, grace and peace to you, joy, um, surprising joy and wholeness to you. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven. God chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless in God's presence before the creation of the world. God destined us to be his adopted children 
through Jesus Christ because of his love. This was according to his goodwill and plan and to honor his glorious grace that he has given to us freely through the Son whom he loves. We've been ransomed through his Son's blood and we have forgiveness of sins, forgiveness for our failures based on his overflowing grace which he poured over us with wisdom and understanding. And here's where we're going to be um, today. God revealed his hidden design to us, which is according to his goodwill and the plan that he intended to accomplish through his son. This is what God planned for the climax of all time. To bring all things together in Christ. Grafted in. All things. The things in heaven, along with the things on earth. We've also received an inheritance in Christ. We were destined by the plan of God who accomplishes everything according to His design. For we are called to be an honor to God's glory because we were the first to hope in Christ. You too heard the word of truth in Christ, which is the good news of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance, which is applied toward our redemption as God's own people, resulting in the honor of God's glory. I think, I think what I want to do today um, is just consider, how do we know that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit? That, that is the sign of receiving God's inheritance. That is the sign that God has made all things come together. Um, it's all this huge, elevated promise that, oh, it's just, if you sit in it, can be so amazing, and it can be so out there. Um, but all of that is made, is, 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 pro, is um, guaranteed, is, is given to us through this, this statement that Paul makes, that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to bring up like the concrete stuff of our church. The Holy Spirit, as mundane and ordinary and kind of used to we are of it, um, Paul wants to say to us in Ephesians, new creation is happening. Recreation is happening. Um, and you know this because you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. In your lives that you bring, new creation is happening. God is bringing all things together. Um, but Josh, the news. But Josh, this. But Josh, that. How do we know amidst all the buts that the Holy Spirit has indeed sealed us? Uh, almost every wedding reads, what, chapter from 1 Corinthians 13, right? Um, love, right? You can have all this other stuff. Um, 
You can, have, you can speak in tongues and angels, right? But if you have not love, you are a clanging cymbal, right? If you give everything you've got to the poor, you start an IRC and a homeless ministry, and you do compassionate action, and you do all this stuff, and you serve your helping profession, and you have not love, it's what? Nothing. And we have love among us. Um, we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Um, we, we love things. We love each other. Now, we're trying to figure out what community looks like amidst the busyness and demands that we've already named. But we know that we've got the Holy Spirit amidst all the challenges of our lives and world because we love Later, Paul in Romans, or in another spot, Paul writes in Romans, we know that the whole creation is groaning together and suffering labor pains up until now. And it's not only the creation, we ourselves who have the Spirit as the first crop of the harvest also groan inside as we wait to be adopted and for our bodies to be set free. We were saved in hope. If we see what we hope for, that isn't hope. Who hopes for what they already see? But if we hope for what we don't see, we wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit comes to help our weakness. We don't know what we should pray, but the Spirit herself pleads our case with unexpressed groans. The one who searches hearts knows how the Spirit thinks because she pleads for the saints consistent with God's will. Um, we know that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit when we love and when we groan for new creation. And this is a community that groans for new creation, that longs for change in our world. Um, so much so that it can, it can be almost too much to bear, right? Um, a, a people like this don't, don't give themselves to things that we've given ourselves to if we don't groan and long for newness in the world. And today, I don't want that to burden us I want to proclaim that as evidence, according to Romans, that the Holy Spirit is with you. Um, that the Holy Spirit is with you. Um, that God is not done with us yet. Um, God is not done with you um, yet. It doesn't make sense that this is happening, or that is happening, or that the church is this or the church is doing that like all that stuff's legit and real we need to think about that and pray over that but today i want us to be encouraged the seeds of of all this amazing elevated language holiness is here um, the seeds of all things and heaven and earth being joined beautiful image 
the seeds of that are here. They're among us. Um, that all powers and principalities have been diminished at the power of Christ. We proclaim that. It's here. It's among us. And we know this because we've been sealed um, and given the first um, tastes of this inheritance um, through the promised Holy Spirit. Um, the, the picture of the, of the spoon, um, we had friends over this week, uh, and we, we were kind of showing them around town. They're from Texas, and they were here on Friday. I promised them this is like the hottest day of my life, literally. I don't know that it's ever been this hot here. And they're like, uh, you know. So we went to ice cream, um, and, and we got those little spoons, right? And what, are those, what are those spoons about? Those ice cream samplers, right? They're small. They're free, right? They're given to you. Um, they're not enough, right? They're, they're not what you want, I should say, but they, they, they really are enough if you just taste a little bit. Um, And my, my prayer for us um, is that w as we come to this table, um, over the next number of weeks, as we explore what it means to inherit, to receive the inheritance that God has for us, that we'll keep it real, we'll keep it really concrete. And we'll be looking for ways that God has given us little tasters of God's fullness, of all things being joined together, um, that our eyes will, will, will find those little spoons, even as we groan for morningness, even as we long for deeper love, um, that God will just give us those, those little tastes. And we'll be able, God has given them to us, that we'll be able to see them and celebrate them. Um, amen? Um, let me pray for us, and then we'll come, we'll come to the, the table together. God, we're, um, we need your help. We need your, we need and long for the inheritance that you have for us. To be seen in all, seen its, all its fullness and glory. And God, so many times I think what we need most are eyes to see um, what you've given us. Eyes and hearts of praise for all the beauty um, that you have indeed granted us in our lives um, and in our church and in our world. God, may we, um, may we know deep within that your Holy Spirit fills us. Your Spirit, unlike other spirits, does not possess us, um, does not um, lead us astray, but God, your Spirit fills us towards 
life as you would have for all of your creation. And so, God, I pray that your spirit would do that even now uh, in each one of us and in our church and in our homes. That, God, you would fill us in love. That our groans, God, we would see and, and recognize as exhibits and demonstrations of your spirit praying with us um, on our behalf, on behalf of the world. So we bring our, our, our relationships, we bring our hopes and our longings to this table, and we pray, God, that you would, again, just help us see. Um, I pray for those who are going to be opening up Ephesians in the weeks to come, Aaron and Brad and Robert and Misty and myself. I pray, God, that you would use this book to help us understand what it means to receive the inheritance that you have for this particular church. Open us up to your power, God, and your movement. Um, maybe in, like in ways we've never been opened before. Um, open us up to what you want to do um, with this church that you love and dwell among. And it's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen.